You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. More football coming up tonight. Although, that wasn't football last night. Seahawks, Rams, Washington at the Eagles. That was work last night. It really was. I felt like I was working, not enjoying. Daniel Carlson's last-second field goal kept the Raiders' playoff hopes alive. After beating the shorthanded Browns, they sit at 7-7, seven and seven, and everybody's within striking distance of a wild-card spot. You know, the Raiders have had a crazy up-and-down season. Started out 3-0. and Then you had the once-promising year turn into a nightmare. They fired John Gruden. And then the Raiders released former first-round pick Henry Ruggs after a horrific car accident. Off-the-field struggles translated to on-the-field struggles. They lost big to division rival Kansas City. They dropped winnable games versus the Bears and the Giants. You know, Vegas has kept their playoff hopes alive, though. They got an interim head coach, and somehow, some way, they've remained competitive. COVID's affected everybody in the NFL. And maybe they get lucky. Maybe they sneak into the playoffs. And you're watching last night, and you probably came away with the same feeling I had. Neither team deserved to win last night. And I'm watching the Bears. Everybody wanted Justin Fields in there. And I said, be careful what you ask for, because the Bears aren't good. I mean, we look at Jacksonville and go, well, Jacksonville's never good, or the Jets are never good. Well, the Bears don't have an offensive line. They don't have any weapons. You get an oh-by-the-way touchdown at the end of the game. but you know, And then you look at the Vikings, and you're going, you can't carve up that secondary. That's one of those wins where if you're a Vikings fan, you go, damn, we, had a, we didn't look good at all. You, know, you had Kirk D. Cousins didn't throw for 100 yards against the Bears. I mean, he got the win. But that's one of those games where you come away with a few more questions in victory. Now, the Bears got a ton of questions attached to them. Here's their quarterback, Justin Fields. Just what was your assessment on the, the red zone difficulties tonight? Like a, a pronounced struggle beginning. Shooting ourselves in the foot. Um, I think we did that starting with me with the fumble in you know the first quarter. So um, I think we just have to correct those things, correct the uh, you know self-made mistakes, and get rid of them. And I think we won the ball game tonight. So. Yeah, you didn't shoot yourself in the foot because you would have missed. You tried to. <laughs> No. no. Wow. No, it's bad. <laughs> bad. Wow. Vikings handle the Bears, and uh, the Raiders beat the Browns by two. You know, the bigger story with the Browns is what could have been this year, what was supposed to be this year. Uh, they had a lot of people on the bandwagon thinking they're going to go to the AFC title game, and they lose again. And I know everybody's affected by COVID, and you got your third-string quarterback there. But – Look, you're at home. You needed three yards for a first down. You get the first down, you're in first place in your division. Now you're the 12th seed. You would have been the fourth seed. And you got a tough schedule here. The final three games. Going to be very difficult for the Cleveland Browns to make the playoffs. And I've been saying that the Browns needed to be patient with Baker Mayfield because let's wait and see if you want to give him that big contract. He hadn't been able to play. I don't know if he's answered any of these questions. Feels like there's a disconnect between coach and quarterback. There was a disconnect between quarterback and wide receiver. And maybe the issue is the quarterback in question here. He needs to be more of a quarterback. 
and be hopefully able available for his team to be able to play in these last three games. Maybe you see something out of him. You know, if he wins these three games, they go 10 and 7, okay. Then, you know, maybe that's going to answer some questions for Baker Mayfield. But right now, it's a big question mark on extending him because I haven't seen improvement. Now, he's played hurt. COVID sidelined him. I understand all of those things. But when he has been in there, I just don't see it as a franchise quarterback. I love watching Nick Chubb. You got some defensive players who should make an impact, Miles Garrett, but that's this is going to be a team that's going to be on the sidelines come playoff time. And when, when healthy, they have as much talent as anybody in the NFL. Seahawks, their playoff hopes on the line tonight at the Rams. Washington and the Eagles, they're both involved in the wildcard chase. Is just about everybody here. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Say good morning to Peacock, our streaming partner and our great radio affiliates, including the Fox Sports Radio lineup. McLovin, who's still on board, Thursday's his last show, has the honors of the poll question again today. This is an ugly one. Which game would you rather watch tonight? Washington football at Philadelphia or Seahawks-Rams? Oh, it's a no-brainer. It's Seahawks at the Rams. Why the Washington-Philly game is more impactful on the playoff situation, possibly. It, it is, but they're not good teams. Like, the Rams are, the Rams are kind of getting sneaky good again. And Seattle with Russ, you know, might come down to the final play. So I would say Seattle, because if Seattle loses, we might be seeing, you know, the last few games of Russell Wilson in Seattle, in my opinion. Don't know anything, but in my opinion. Yes, Paul. I just looked at the broadcast map. Two-thirds of the American population are getting Washington versus the Eagles. Yeah. Second part of my question is, why doesn't Fox stagger the two games, 6 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Eastern, and let the country see both games? They're not allowed to benefit from... Now, they were going to have these two games on Sunday. They can't have a window where they benefit from having two games, I'm told, in, in prime time. Then well, the fans suffer. Well, they, the, that's the contractual part of this. Ah. Is you know The TV part of this is Fox can't have two games. It's like ESPN had a game last night, and then you had the NFL Network had a game. I was hoping the NFL Network would be able to take another game, and then you would let Fox have the primetime game with the Seahawks and the Rams. Yeah, Paul. I guess it just feels odd to the average fan I'm trying to speak for. is like you can move a couple games from Saturday to Monday and Tuesday in a 10-minute conference call, but you can't stagger two games so the whole country can see them. Yeah, they, Fox is not allowed to benefit. Yes, McLovin. But ratings-wise, I'm sure Washington and Philly outrate the Rams and the Seahawks. Those oh. NFC East teams draw giant numbers. Yeah, all right. Well, Just, then, you know, they could have that one in prime time. But is it possible that all these games are going to be bad? Because think about these Tuesday-Wednesday. Remember the Wednesday game last year with the Steelers and the Ravens yeah. where the Steelers had about 400 drops and yeah. beat like a fourth-string quarterback? Is the quality up to par for these games? No, but the NFL is plowing through. They're going to play these games. They don't care who's out there. They're, they're going to play a game. They're not forfeiting. They're not canceling. Well, they're, they're going to, you know, postpone. That's what they're going to do. But they're plowing ahead. They're playing these games. You may not know who's playing, but they're playing these games. Yeah, Paul. The new motto, remember, fill the sleeves, it's fill the uniforms. Yeah. We don't know who's there, yeah. but someone will be there. Yeah, we don't care. Just get out there. Play. Um, I'm looking at the map, though. 
Why is it the Great Lakes will get Seattle and and the Rams? Okay, yeah, it's interesting because I can understand if you look at the map, the St. Louis metro area gets the Rams game because yeah. there's some history there. Yeah. But almost all of Michigan and Wisconsin and northern Ohio gets Rams-Seahawks? But does Wisconsin get that because of Russell Wilson because he went to Wisconsin? Maybe. And, and Matt Stafford from Detroit? I have no idea. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting breakdown of the map for the games. We'll post this. We'll put this uh, on the website. Yes, McLevin. Yeah, I think uh, they're lucky, by the way. You got me convinced. The, the, because the Washington football team, they, they don't have anybody, and the no. Eagles play bad games anyway, yeah. even when they're full strength. Yeah, when they're healthy, they're not any good. This program brought to you by Master Class. You certainly didn't have one last night. Uh, you know somebody who wants to sing like Mariah Carey? Uh, by the way, number one downloaded song of all time, Christmas-wise, Mariah Carey. All I Want for Christmas is You. Yes, you never heard of it. Really, it's never been played. <laughs> yeah, I know. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, it's a banger, huh? Yeah, yeah. She's the queen of Christmas. Yep, that's the number one one time. I think she's also the queen of McDonald's now too. She's like doing like French fry commercials or something. Did you see that? She's like all in with Mickey D's oh. and well and the Christmas stuff. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, do you want to cook like Gordon Ramsay? Uh, all of these available on Masterclass online classes from the world's best. And you can give one annual Masterclass membership. Get one free at masterclass.com slash Patrick. Term supply. What else do you have, McLovin? All right. Which NFL fan base do I feel worse for? This is a Paul special, of okay. course. Right. The Detroit Lions, the Houston Texans, mm. the Chicago Bears, the New York Jets, and the Cleveland Browns are our choices to start with. Maybe the Jaguars, but I don't even know if they merit this poll. Okay. You have to look at who feels hopeless. I, I still like Dan Campbell with the Lions. That you know they're not a really good team, but he they play hard for him, and that's something to be said when you're not a good team and it's late in the season. They play hard for him. The Texans are just in a state of flux until they they solve the Deshaun Watson situation. Um, the Jets, I think, have a quarterback and I think they have a head coach, but I'm not quite sure. The Bears don't have a head coach. And I think they have a quarterback. It still feels bleak with the Bears. I mean, you had Soldier Field was half filled or half emptied. Um, who else is on there? How about the Cleveland Browns? No, I think there's still potential there. You know, that they, they still have a lot of talent. You know, the Jags. How did you know the Jags could be on that list too? You know, you, you got rid of Urban Meyer, and you might say, well, okay, that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, McLeod. That second question, what's, what's the best potential opening for a coach next year? We know the Raiders have an interim coach, the Jaguars have an interim coach, and maybe put the Bears on there. Because, you know, there's widespread reports they might move on. If you had the Bears, the Raiders, and Jags in front of you, and say you're a hot college coach. Um, well, I have to buy into Trevor Lawrence if I believe he's a franchise quarterback. Is that a destination you're going to get free agents? That's what I'd be curious about. Um, the Bears, you're in a big market. Justin Fields. Uh, you know, the Raiders in Vegas, you got a quarterback, you got a running back, you got a tight end there. Got a couple of good defensive players. You know, the Raiders don't feel hopeless. I know I look at 
you know, Derek Carr and, and I, Kirk Cousins, and it feels like they're interchangeable there. Like those teams are just seven and seven. Like they're just average. Um, but I, I think the Raiders have potential. It's just they're in the AFC West. And you've got really, you got two great quarterbacks in there, and you might get Aaron Rodgers in there with Denver. Um, I'd say the Jags feel. That doesn't feel like a good opening right now. Although you did, you do go. All you have to do is be nice to players and don't kick anybody, and 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 they're going to like you. I I still have a, a quarterback on a rookie contract. You're going to have that in Chicago. It's just Chicago just in that division. God, I I I think I have more hope for Detroit than I do the Bears. Oh. Yeah, I do. Yeah, Paul. If I'm a Denver Broncos fan, it's been a decent season, but more so the 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 carrot of Aaron Rodgers out there still, the hope for him. They've seen this before with Peyton Manning. That's got to make you feel good going into the offseason, even though you, you have no idea if it's going to happen. And I don't want to be the guy that is saying this because it feels like I'm providing false hope here. I can only tell you what I was told a long time ago this season. When they traded Von Miller and I reached out and I said – is Denver gearing up for Aaron Rodgers? And I was told, yes, because Green Bay is going to want draft picks, not players, draft picks. And Denver is loading up, and they'll have draft picks to give to Green Bay. If it happens, that's what I was told. You know, also with the Bears, you know, is there some smoke with Ryan Day at Ohio State maybe leaving and going to the Bears? Maybe. Maybe. You know, that that is certainly... That's an undercurrent here for the college football uh, bowl season with Ryan Day. Does he stay at Ohio State? Does he go? He knows Justin Fields. Um, his agent, Trace Armstrong, used to play for the Bears. Now there's talk that maybe he would go and be in the front office. And then if that's open, then Luke Fickle would take the Ohio State job. Or maybe Matt Campbell. So there's a lot of things that could happen. Could is the key word here. Because I, I don't want to get roughed up any more than I normally do with the college football insiders. So, <laughs> you know, God forbid I break a story. But just saying that th- there this is talk that's going on. And that's all it is right now. Just talk. I guess we have an I-team investigation coming up. Paulie was very short on details here. It's an I-team situation. Situation. It harkens back to a situation harkens. we had it about a year or so ago. Mm. And it's about a, a big-time athlete and the Dan Patrick Show. Are we in trouble? Not this time. Oh. Well, okay. Tables are being turned. That's a, that's a tease. Hmm. Not very helpful. Could this have something to do with cease and desist with Tom Brady? Find out. Nah, after the break. After the break. Uh, all right, we'll take a break and uh, we'll settle on a poll question, phone calls, all that good stuff. A little bit later on, Steve Young, Hall of Famer. Steve Young's going to join us. And uh, Ross Tucker's going to join us as well. Take a break. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. Remember when you played Little League or Catch with your dad? Although my dad's dad. But I do remember that moment when I did get to play Catch with him. And uh, he would love this, this new partnership that we have. It's with FC Goods. FC, it's called Fielder's Choice Goods. And what they're doing is they're taking the old, those vintage baseball gloves, and they have them from all over the country, and they're creating wallets with them. 
Paulie has his right now. It's Ryan Sandberg wallet. How great is that? I know. I have a Pete Rose one. And there's no money in it because he lost it all gambling. No two wallets are the same. Every wallet looks, feels, even smells like baseball. So they're made out of, you know, old baseball gloves. Mine smells like Ryan Sandberg. (laughs) But uh, it's called Fielder's Choice Goods. Check them out, FC Goods. And uh, it's it's a great gift. Everybody got one. Danette's got one. Uh, FCGoods.com. Ordering is easy. They'll express ship for free, so the gift arrives on time. FCGoods.com. Fielder's Choice Goods. The legacy is in the leather. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. I know I said that Kirk D. Cousins and Derek Carr feel like they're interchangeable. It's not being fair to Kirk D. Cousins. He has 29 touchdowns, six interceptions. Had two touchdowns last night, didn't throw for 100 yards. Derek Carr, 19 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. A couple of exclusive items will be featured in today's newsletter, an interview that I recorded with former Steeler linebacker Ryan Shazier. We discussed the journey after his career-ending injury, and he talks about his worst day after... That spinal contusion. It's a really, uh, really good interview, and I appreciate Ryan joining us. Also, we'll take you behind the scenes of one of our rejected calendar pictures. Fritzy and McLovin, they were going to recreate Simon and Garfunkel, an album cover there. What happened with that, McLovin? One of us didn't look like the person we were supposed to look like. Either I didn't look like Garfunkel or Todd didn't look like Simon. We were never told which of us did not look the part, which is amazing to me. Because I think if I had a blonde wig on, I look like Garfunkel. And mm-hmm. Todd is the spitting image of 1978, Paul exactly. Simon. We enjoyed the process. I'm bummed that they didn't do more with the, those lovely photos. And you made us do Fleetwood Mac instead, so I Todd know. had to wear a dress. I know. Rumors. Both will be featured exclusively in today's newsletter. Have you seen that Chevy commercial where the guy goes out to the barn? Oh, where the daughter gets him, restores the old car? Yes. That's not fair. You know? That he got such a kick-ass car? Yeah. Oh. And, and, you know, and it's like, Merry Christmas, Dad. You know, I, I don't know. What are you getting your dad, Seton? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe nothing. Maybe a uh, leather wallet. Okay. From FC Goods? Yeah. Okay. McLovin, what are you getting your dad? I'm getting him a GMC truck because apparently that's what happens at commercials. You know, a fifty-seven thousand dollars truck. Yeah. Has anybody ever? Do you know anybody who's actually gotten like a car with a big bow on it? Really? Yeah, Paul. I know a guy who's a dentist, and to be fair, his uh, girlfriend supported him all through dental school. And once he became a dentist, he kind of made it. And I, he got his wife like an Audi A7, pretty expensive car. Mm. And he did the bow on the driveway, wake her up thing, like just like the commercial. Mm. That's, but I've never heard of anyone else do that. I bought my wife a pickup truck, an old, that, that 53 Chevy mm. pickup, but that was for her birthday, but not, not for Christmas. Still cool. Yeah. Like she pulled in the driveway and I was in the truck. Wearing a bow? Yes, and nothing wow. else. Yes. <laughs> That's fabulous. Yeah. Yeah, and nothing else. Yeah. Yes, Todd. What about that perfect couple in the snow? Like, he, he gets her a puppy, and she gets him, like, a $70,000 GMC truck, whatever that costs. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. That seems like he seems, he'd probably feel a little bad about that, that he didn't throw some earrings in there. Yeah, well, you should feel bad because I said that about 30 seconds ago. <laughs> yes, Paul. I've surprised my <laughs> wife about four or five times by buying myself a car where I didn't tell her and I bought like an old car and she comes home like, what's in the driveway? Oh, it's just an old... Uh, I, so I do it the opposite way. I buy myself a car and she's surprised. Hmm. Uh, let's settle on the poll question, McLovin. And then we have an I-team investigation. So we actually put up which opening do you want because it was such an interesting debate. The Bears, the mm-hmm. Raiders, or the Jags, and the early leader is the Raiders. Okay. I don't know. It just feels like they're, you know, with the Gruden situation. I I guess you I have to look at Trevor Lawrence. Well, you know, you're already paying Derek Carr. He's already got his contract extension. Trevor Lawrence is still on the rookie contract. I just don't know if players want to go there and play. Feels like players will want to go play in Las Vegas. I don't know if they'd want to play in Jacksonville. Although I do think it, that is a desirable opportunity because of the division that you're in. Like, you know, that you have potentially the best quarterback in the division. Question is, what do the Texans do if they get, you know, when they get rid of Deshaun Watson? Yes, McClellan. By the way, the Jags are a close second. The Bears, I think I'm reading this correct, are at 0%, 0.0. Paulie <laughs> didn't even vote for the Bears. No, I wouldn't take that job off offered. Yeah. Yeah, they got a lot of work to do there. Just because you coached Justin Fields at Ohio State wouldn't, I mean, I, and unless Ryan Day, let's say he eventually leaves for a job. Like you, you didn't build that program at Ohio State. It's still Urban Meyer's program. And Jim Harbaugh talked about, hey, you know, you woke up on third base and you want to tell everybody how you hit a triple. Well, Ryan Day knows that it's not his program. It's Urban Meyer's program. But I don't know if that's one of those where you go, you know what? Let me start my own legacy here. I don't know. But I think, as I was told when Urban Meyer got the job in Jacksonville, that Ryan Day would have been a better choice. He doesn't have the resume, but he has the ability to make Trevor Lawrence better. All right. The I-Team investigation or report? And now, wow. we go to the news. Oh, my I-Team God. investigation. The motto of our news team is, Fast and wrong is still fast. Let's go to the newsroom. Paulie, fellas, you remember about a year and a half ago or so when Tom Brady announced he was going to Tampa Bay, uh, we posted on our social media minutes after, uh, welcome to Tampa Bay, ha, ha, ha. Pretty easy joke, but we did it. And then immediately Seton got the T-shirt guys going and put together uh, a report, uh, put together a shirt. I mean, Correct. within minutes, right? Well, yeah, almost immediately. Within the hour, we had a Tampa Bay shirt ready to roll. Now, it sold very well. America wanted the shirt. We, we fulfilled their uh, what they wanted. And then on April 20th, 2020, the uh, respectable law firm of Latham and Watkins <laughs> sent us a, a note uh, about Tom Brady's intellectual rights. It wasn't a note. It was a cease and desist. It was a cease and desist letter. <laughs> a thoughtful letter. It has come to our attention that you are selling T-shirts in violation of Mr. Brady's uh, intellectual rights. While we appreciate your enthusiasm for Mr. Brady and his recent move to Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, we request that you immediately stop selling all unauthorized merchandise. Mm-hmm. And as you remember the lines, as you know, Mr. Brady recently announced he'll be joining Tampa Bay. Mr. Brady's first name is Tom, and he wears the number 12, which, <laughs> to be fair, we knew all those things. Not all of us knew it, but... Okay, most of us. Yeah. Mr. Brady really blah, 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 blah. Please cease and desist. You know, we listen to them. Yes. Fast forward to last night. Tom Brady has that show. What's the man in the arena? Yes. It's produced by Tom Brady and Tom Brady's team. So he owns and operates his show. Yeah. Just like the Manning brothers do, right? 
I got a let a note last night Uh-oh. from a producer for the docu series Man in the Arena, a ten episode ESPN Plus series. This is from them. Hope this finds you well. Counting down the days to the holiday from this um, <laughs> gentleman who uh, is a producer on the show. The reason I'm reaching out to you now is in hopes that I can get permission for usage of a clip from the Dan Patrick show from uh, June 18, 2018, in which Dan Patrick is discussing his thoughts on Julian Edelman's PED suspension. Happened back in the day when yeah. Edelman was a patriot. They, they send the link to the clip, blah, 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 blah. Our series is in partnership with the NFL as well as ESPN. Feel, feel free to call me or send me an email regarding this request. Happy to shoot over materials or anything else you want. So they are waiting. They want to use a clip from our show in an mm. upcoming uh, episode of Man in the Arena, but we have to properly give them permission. They can't use it. They're being respectful. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Okay. Are we petty or are we cooperative? We're petty. Nice. Yeah. We're back. But something happened yesterday. I don't know if it's in conjunction with the letter that you got. An olive branch? I, I'm going to let you guys judge this. What are you grabbing under your desk? And can I help? What Whoa! the? What the heck? No way. Tom Brady sent me a jersey, and it says, Dan, Super Bowl 55 champs, and then it's signed Tom Brady. Wow. What? I thought it would be signed Latham and Watkins. Yes, it came in the, in the mail overnighted. Yesterday. Yes. And yesterday at, when did you, when did you get that, Dan? What time of day? Uh, well, it was when I got home from work, so. So let's say 6 p.m. 5.30. What? Three hours later, we get the email request mm. from a producer asking mm. for a thing. Mm. That's smart by Tom. Yeah. Smart producing. What? Yeah. The question is, can you be bought? Well, what I was thinking is, can I get take away Dan and then sell this sucker? <laughs> you know, can make some money here. Can I put some white out there? No, it was very nice that he sent it. What? And uh, just wanted to make sure that I had a Merry Christmas. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. So I, I got that overnighted. How does it smell? Oh, success. Like winning? Yeah, winning. Yeah. It's funny that he sent you a jersey after the, one of the worst games of his career. I, I, I know. Maybe why didn't he distance himself from that jersey? <laughs> <laughs> this, this jersey was pure yeah, this, loss. This jersey stinks. Yeah. Shut out Get this jersey. This. It's okay. It, it, I, I don't think it's a game-worn jersey. What if he sent it back say, I would like one from a win, please? <laughs> <laughs> no offense. Right, no offense. No offense. No offense. Oh, <laughs> we're back. Boom. We're back. Hold. Yeah. So I don't know where we are. I don't know where we are with this. Tommy, is Tommy wooing you? People get lost in those eyes. I know. I know. No lifeguard on duty. Uh, you can drown in those eyes. All right, we have uh, until the end of the week, they need to know whether they can use the clip from our show. Should I say we'd be glad to give you the clip as soon as Mr. Brady comes on the show? Because <laughs> we haven't had him since about nine years. Yeah. Can you say... Yes, you can use the clip as long as they show all five of us. <laughs> I looked at the clip. Because it would be really cool to be on that show, not going to lie. <laughs> Did you look at the clip? Is everybody included in uh, it? I, I saw the clip, and the clip is less than 10 seconds. 
Your hair looks good, by Thank the way. Thank you. I, that, was, that. that was my next question. Seton, you may make it. Yes. Because Let's go. you asked Dan something. <laughs> yes! And then they go to Dan, and then they go to McLovin. There's a possibility Seton could get clipped in. Should I put that as a caveat that we need some airtime for the Well, Danets? they might put voice of, or, you know, that they might... You know how they do that sometimes? Absolutely not. I, I'm, I'm being told from the details, the request is for both audio and video. Audio and video. Yes. Okay. Uh, it's under 10 seconds. Okay. I'll show you guys a clip of the break. Okay. Yeah, let me see it because, you know, I don't know if... Is, is it one of those hot takes? Oh, no. You say just... Um, you're talking about Julian Edelman and how people are covering the Patriots and yeah. what they call them cheaters from back in the day. Mm. And the quote is... Julian Edmund got busted. You know people are going to care a lot about this story because he's a patriot. If he was a dolphin, I don't think people would care. Okay. And it's part of their coverage. Oh, okay. This is the Edelman episode. Okay. The Edelman episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they can use it. You got to stretch it out. Stretch it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know, Paul. I'm going to have to wait and see if I'm in the Christmas spirit. Attaboy. Okay. Thank you. Yes, McLovin. No, it'd be a cool piece of memorabilia, the broken tablet. Maybe you could have them send us that. Well, I, I don't know if I'm in a position to be saying, uh, hey, you know, hey, we'll do it. I need Tom's tablet that he broke. I mean, yeah, is the like the whole episode hanging on this one <laughs> no. 10 second bite? Probably yeah. not. <laughs> I, I, I mean, we're getting publicity for the show. I have to look at it that way as well. Yes, Paul. They're probably going to email us in the break saying, you know, this whole thing isn't worth it. You keep your clip. Uh Tom did his interview with uh, Jim Gray, the Let's Go podcast, and he had this to say about throwing the tablet uh, down and breaking it. Yeah, I was pretty pissed. I broke a tablet. I threw it. I didn't want to throw an interception with that tablet, so I made sure I'd hit the ground. So it was uh, it was out of use. There was <laughs> no no chance of that one being used after I got a hold of that tablet. Okay. All right. A little levity there. Um, he also... Jim Gray asked a question on Tom yelling at some of the Saints players and coaches on the sidelines. Tommy also went over into the bench area of the Saints and had a conversation. What were you screaming at them? Uh, we were just expla- exchanging pleasantries. It was a nice night in, uh, in Tampa. So we were just wonderfully in the heat of the moment expressing, uh, you know, I wouldn't say pleasantries, but we were uh, – very competitive in that moment. It was emotional. So it's just football players being football players. Okay. Boring. <laughs> you got to. This is why you have this podcast. You get the opportunity to explain what happens. Like, just tell me. Like, it doesn't, you know, hey, I was mad at whoever, the defensive line coach or defensive coordinator, or, you know, they were really upset with some of the, the hits that, uh, you know, Gronk took, certainly what happened with Chris Godwin. Here's Brady talking about the low hits on receivers. You know, Chris got hit, you know, in the knees yesterday, which is a play that I think they ought to take out of the game of football uh, from a receiver standpoint. And, um, you know, I've kind of talked to the PA about it for a while about, you know, and and I'd like to speak to the rules competition committee at some point this offseason to – I've seen that hit too many times where – a defenseless pass catcher is in the process of catching a ball, then he's hit by the defender. And, you know, a lot of the defenders will say, well, we can't hit him in the head anymore. Well, the point is you can't hit anyone in the head anymore and you can't hit anyone in the knees anymore, except for receivers, because you can still hit them in the knees, which doesn't make any sense to me. 
Yeah, this is this is a bigger topic here that he reached out to the Players Association and the competition committee. He's going to reach out to them. But, you know, if you if you ask these receivers and tight ends in a private moment, would you rather get hit low or high? They're going to tell you almost to a man, I'm going to guess they would rather get hit high. Ask Chris Godwin, would you rather have a concussion and still be able to play next week or a blown out knee? This is how these receivers feel. We may not like to hear it, or the NFL may not like to hear it. Chris Collinsworth brought it up on Sunday night, but it's real. I mean, what is the strike zone for a, 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 an offensive player? Do you know if there's a pulling guard, you got a big lineman coming out on the edge and you're a defensive back, you can't go low on the blocker and knock him down. Somebody got flagged over the weekend. So defensive back basically has to just say, I, I know this is going to hurt, and go ahead and steamroll me. I mean, we, I, we have to look at these defensive players and say, how do you play? How are you able to play the position? Because I don't think they know. You hit a quarterback, you don't want to land on the quarterback, you move to the side. You hit a receiver, okay, is he defenseless? Okay, Godwin made a plant with his leg, and I think that's the reason why he blew out his, his knee. You know, Gronk has been hit low. You know, Gronk got injured. Somebody hit him low. You're not going to hit him high. What do you do? And I think that's where the Players Association and the competition committee have to be fair. They got to look at it from both sides of the ball. But I, you know, I love what Brady's doing. If I'm one of his receivers, that he's going to bat, he's going to the Players Association. But I, Heinz Ward told me he played against the Ravens, went across the middle, got knocked silly. He knows he knows he's got a concussion. You know what he does? He grabs his ankle. And I said, why? He said, because I knew I could get back in the game if they believed that. They didn't. They had to hide his helmet. But you know, a former receiver told me, hey, I'd rather miss one game with a concussion than the rest of the season. You get a severe, you know, knee injury, ankle injury. If you hit me in the head, you know, I'll, I'm 26. I'll worry about that when I'm 46. Like, that's the mentality here. But, you know, those low hits on the receivers, if I'm a defensive player, like, there's certain defensive play. Ronnie Lott could not play in today's game. He would have to modify his game greatly. You don't have these, I'm going to blow you up hits anymore. Yeah, McLeod. No, what's kind of scary is Donald Parham Jr., the Chargers receiver, yeah. he didn't even get hit. He was trying to make a catch, yeah. and he hit his head. So it doesn't matter how many rules they have. It's still terrifying. Let me take a break. We got our play of the day coming up. And uh, we'll get to phone calls as well. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. 
Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, my God. The play. The play is called play. Of the day. Check this out. Her pass it. Thing. JJ end zone caught. Touchdown. Justin Jefferson. Back left of the end zone. It's a 12-yard touchdown. It's number eight this season for JJ. And for Kirk, he has thrown 28. And the Minnesota Vikings have taken a 6-0 lead. That's courtesy of KFAN, the Vikings Radio Network. That's our play of the day. Play of the day is brought to you by the hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the old-time greats. Only one place to collect them all, Panini Trading Cards, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Also, the NFL. For instant classics, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, and more, you can start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net. And it was a weird game last night. The Bears outgained the Vikings by 177 yards. The worst yardage differential in a Vikings win since 2012. The Vikings had 87 passing yards. That's the fewest by a team with two passing touchdowns since the Seahawks threw for 83 yards, two touchdowns, and a loss to the Packers in 2008. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what stat of the day. And uh, Kirk D. Cousins did target Justin Jefferson ten times. He just had four catches there. But that was was one of those games where you go, are the Vikings any good? Because it 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 felt like probably a preseason game. You know, where you're going, all right, they're kind of figuring things out, trying new things. I mean, we're late in the season. And you're going against the Bears, and you're going, they can't put away the Bears? That is not good. Matt Nagy was mad all night long. The Bears head coach had this to say after the game. When you get to a point of, you know, where you're at right now, you want to be able to, you know, you want to be able to, to score more points. And, uh, again, it's, uh, it's complimentary football, and we're not doing, right, doing that right now. And, and uh, like you said, the last couple of years, it's been um, different reasons that we, um, you know, grow and get better and, and try to grow and get better. And it starts with me, and it ends with me, you know. So I, I accept complete responsibility for that, and I think that's important to, to understand. Um, and, and I, uh, you know, you learn a lot through this process. Yeah. When all else fails, blame yourself. That's the, the new trend in the NFL with coaches. Yes. Eden. Which is funny. Cause when he gets fired, <laughs> all you really have to do is look back and say like, look, week after week, everything was your fault. So that's why we're letting you go. Since the start of last season, Justin Jefferson has more receiving yards than any other player. Just over 27. Hundred yards. Stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. Couple of uh, phone calls here. Chris in Sacramento is back. Hi, Chris. What's on your mind today? Uh, yes, sir. Thank you for taking my phone call. And I wanted to wish the backroom guys a very happy holidays. Mm. But my question to you is, or my phone call, reason for the phone call today is this. Back on um, November 24th, the day before Thanksgiving, McLovin um, took my bet where the Sacramento Kings were going to make the playoffs. But he's leaving the show, unfortunately, and I was wondering if any other Danette would like to take me up on my phone call because I still have a feeling that they'd make the playoffs. Okay. Yes, McLovin. 
Does making the play-in count as making the playoffs? No. Yes. No. No. <laughs> I think you got to make the playoffs. Okay, I, I'll say that. I'll say that. I'll still think they'll make the playoffs, not even the play-in. Okay. What is the bet with you, McLovin? Do you remember? Never. No idea. Chris, it do you remember? A, it was a pie to the face. Yes, it was a pie to the face. Okay, this is what's going to happen. McLovin is leaving us on Thursday, and we'll stay in touch with him. And if Sacramento makes the playoffs, then McLovin will take a pie to the face in his new job. Does that sound fair, McLovin? Uh, that sounds fair. And also, this is never going to happen. It's the Sacramento Kings we're talking about, I know, right? I, know. I just want to make sure I have the right team. Yeah. When's the last time they made the playoffs, Chris? Uh, about 15 years ago. Okay. All right, Chris. The bet's still on. All right, sweet. All right, that's Chris in Sacramento. Andrew in Washington. Hey, Andrew, welcome back. Hey, good morning, Dan and Danette. How are you guys this week? Great, great, great. Good. Hey, I just wanted to weigh in on the poll question real quick. Um, I always feel most sorry for Polly and his Bears. To me, they only got three things going for him. History, Walter Payton, and a old, old Super Bowl in 86. So, sorry, Polly, but... You got the sorriest franchise. You're correct. Um, also, also, um, I will uh, be watching the Rams and Seahawks. Stafford's my fantasy QB. I think that does a lot of reviewing tonight because everybody knows it's going to be pretty bad football, so just watch for that. But my question to you, Dan, is this. Do you think with the loosening of the COVID protocols and testing for like the NFL, where now it's like self-reporting, yeah. do you think that'll have a negative or positive impact? And how do you think mandatory testing might go into that eventually in January, February. I don't think the NFL wants to test anymore. I, I, I really get that feeling that it's basically, uh, you know, don't ask, don't tell. Just get in there. And, and look, you've had one football player who has been hospitalized. But, you know, Jeremy Schapp did an interview with Dr. Sills. He's the uh, NFL doctor. And it just feels like, you know, you're going to, you're, you're just going to plow on with no more testing. That's the feeling I get with the NFL. By the way, here's something for you. Since the start of the 2018 season, there's one team, only one team, that's used one starting quarterback. Since 2018, only one team has used one starting quarterback over that time period. McLevin? Did he play last night? Yes. Is it Derek Carr? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. But the only reason I asked if he played last night is you seem to have a little bit of a news hook to it. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't the Bears, that's for sure. <laughs> or the Browns. Oh, the Browns. I thought Mullins played well enough for them to win. I didn't expect a lot out of him. But really, every Browns quarterback, you just go, can you do enough to win? Yeah, McLevin. What's worse, losing like that or getting blown out? I would rather lose like that at the buzzer. It, it's going to hurt more, but you're closer. If you get blown out, then you go, we're not any good. At least you can go, well, we played hard. Yeah, Seton. Yeah, so like you'd rather get, you know, your heart broke yes. rather than just completely destroyed. Yeah, it's like, do I have a chance with this girl? She's going to break my heart, but I have a chance as opposed to zero chance. I don't know why I made the analogy with dating, but why not? One hour in the books, two more to go. Dan Patrick Show. 
Oh, but wait, there's one more item, and it's M-Drive. Guys, if you want to achieve your health and fitness goals, you got to put in the time every single day. That's why I support my daily workouts with M-Drive, the supplement for driven guys with no plans on slowing down even as they get older. M-Drive's special blend of clinically tested herbs and vitamins supports your body's natural testosterone production, giving you energy and strength and the mental boost you need to compete every single day. You can pick them up at Walgreens, or you can go to Rite Aid and Vitamin Shop, ask for M-Drive, or... Better yet, go to mdrivedan.com, get free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee. Nothing to lose. M-Drive does not contain testosterone. Instead, it helps your body maintain its natural testosterone production, so you have the strength and the energy and the focus to compete day in and day out. M-Drive, it's not for everyone. It's for the driven. Visit mdrivedan.com for healthy tea support, strength and energy that you need to fuel your daily drive. Don't let age beat you. Visit mdrivedan.com.